guys and welcome to another episode of Flying Blind Podcast. My name is Evita and here on this podcast I am going to talk about how I am 36 and I kind of have no idea what the F I'm doing with my life but it's okay because we are figuring it out and you will join me here on my own personal journey and I will help you to feel good about your journey. Hopefully I can also inspire you to get out there and fly. So if any of you guys follow me on any of my social media, you will see that I actually posted yesterday about a trip that I took to Fossil Creek this last weekend. And if any of you guys are familiar with Fossil Creek, it is a little bit north of the Phoenix metro area and it's really pretty. There's a waterfall and a lot of people do cliff jumping and things like that from there. And I know that throughout the years I've seen a lot of people post their pictures of jumping off of this cliff and into the water. And I actually had the opportunity to do that this weekend, which was really cool. So I did post about it. And again, if you guys follow me on my social media, I've really kind of dedicated those platforms to sharing some positive stories, some positive messages. And I really hope to inspire some of you guys through my social media posts. So I did want to go ahead and read that to you. And again, if you want to actually see me jumping off of this cliff into the water you can find this post and this video on my instagram which is evita carrasco that's e-v-i-t-a-c-a-r-r-a-z-c-o but in the post i did write you could not have paid me to do this a few years ago i would have been way too scared even though i would have wanted to do it i would have let fear stop me don't let fear win now i'm not telling you to go jump off of a cliff i am telling you that you don't want to regret not taking an opportunity to do something that you truly want to do because of fear i know i would have been beating myself up on the drive home for not doing it because i really wanted to do it i don't want that for you if you really want to do something let your desire be bigger than your fear and think about how you'll feel once you have accomplished that thing let your legs shake like mine did but don't let it stop you and a useful tool which i used in this case and use in many is to use the five second rule it really works I got this from The 5 Second Rule by Mel Robbins. It's a fantastic book and I highly recommend it. Remember, you are bigger than your fear and you have the last word. So in this post, of course, it was meant to be super motivational and hopefully inspire you to maybe take some risks and do things that you fear. But in this post, I actually tagged Mel Robbins. I'm not sure if any of you guys are familiar with her and her work, but she wrote a book called The Five Second Rule, which I read. And of course, just like in this post, I'll tell you, I highly recommend it. It's a great book. And let me go ahead and share what this book is about. The description says, throughout your life, you've had parents, coaches, teachers, friends, and mentors who have pushed you to be better than your excuses and bigger than your fears. What if the secret to having the confidence and courage to enrich your life and work is simply knowing how to push yourself? Using the science of habits, riveting stories, and surprising facts from some of the most famous moments in history, art, and business, Mel Robbins will explain the power of a push moment. Then, she'll give you one simple tool you can use to become your greatest self. It takes just five seconds to use this tool and every time you do, you will be in great company. More than 8 million people have watched Mel's TEDx talk and executives inside of the world's largest brands are using the tool to increase productivity, collaboration, and engagement. In the 5-second rule, 
you'll discover it takes just five seconds to become confident, break the habit of procrastination and self-doubt, beat fear and uncertainty, stop worrying and feel happier, share your ideas with courage. The five second rule is a simple one size fits all solution for the one problem we all face. We hold ourselves back. The secret isn't knowing what to do, it's knowing how to make yourself do it. So uh, this book is really a great read. It really helped me in this moment of fear when I was about to jump off this cliff up in Fossil Creek. But really, uh, what I want to talk to you about today is social media. And after I posted this in my Instagram and on my Facebook, and I did tag Mel Robbins, like I said, a few hours later, you know, I was looking at my notifications and I noticed that she actually left a comment on my Instagram post, which I thought was like really cool and really crazy because this woman, she is incredibly busy. I follow her on social media and I watch her stories and she has her YouTube stuff and she's done her TEDx talks and she's been all over the place. She's constantly doing interviews and seminars and giving talks and classes. She's just a a super busy woman. So the fact that she responded to my story, or I'm sorry, to my post was really cool. And then she actually uh, put my post in her story, which I also thought was super cool and I was completely fangirling it and I actually ended up putting her story as a screenshot in my story just because I was kind of fangirling. I thought it was really cool. So after I posted that in my story, I ended up having a conversation with one of my friends, with my friend Leah. Shout out to Leah if you're listening. And she was just like, wow, that's so cool. It's really cool how social media just really connects us all. I mean, yes, of course, it connects us to family and friends. Uh, It connects us to to those people that we love and, and that we want to remain close to that might not be in the same city. They might be in another country. They might be across the country. So it's really cool that the you know the internet social media in particular really keeps us connected and we can share things with each other but what's also really great is that social media does connect us all and gives us access to people and to information that we would otherwise not have access to so in that way social media is really cool and really a valuable tool when it comes to self-growth and self-improvement because we can get our hands on this information that people like Mel Ross and of course like a ton of other people are putting out there. But after I had this conversation with my friend Leah, I really started to think about the conversations that I've had with other friends also about social media and how different these conversations have been. For example, I do have another friend who tends to be a little bit more on the negative side and the conversation with her was more along the lines of social media is so horrible, it's so toxic, it messes with your body image, it gives you these unrealistic expectations about what happiness is, about what your body should look like, what your face should look like, about what you should be doing with your life, where you should be with your life, what you should have, what you should be doing. And for my friend, social media was a source of unhappiness. It gave her a sense of insecurity. It created a lot of self-doubt for her. And it really is a very toxic thing in her life. In our conversations, she complained about a lot of the negative news, you know, of course, negative images and just negative messages that she was experiencing on social media. So these two friends of mine, who I both love dearly, have very different views about social media and what it does. And I can't disagree. Of course, there are a lot of negative things out there. I'm not saying that there aren't. But I do want to discuss and ask the question, why is there a difference in opinion here? 
Just like with almost anything in life, it's all about your approach. And the same holds true with social media. The truth is, is that you cannot control what's out there. You can't. You can't control what other people are putting on their Instagram pages or on their Instagram stories or on Twitter or Facebook or Snapchat. You cannot control what's being put out there. You cannot control the messages. You cannot control the images. That is just not in your hands. Just like with a lot of other things in life, you can't control what other people do. But you can control what you consume. And that is really the main point that I want to make today. You are responsible and need to take responsibility for what you consume. Your consumption of material is up to you. You control what's in your feed. You control who you follow. What's in your feed is a reflection of what you've chosen to view. If you don't like something that's out there, if you don't like something that's on your feed, it's not something to complain about, it's something to do about. And you have to take control of your own choices. You really do. This is a good example. Let's just say you go to this restaurant and you decide to order some onion rings and fried mozzarella sticks and a cheeseburger and fries and Coke and a milkshake and some ice cream and cake for dessert. More than likely, you would not feel your best after consuming these things at a restaurant. And it would be like you getting mad and angry at the restaurant for having these foods. But when it comes down to it, nobody at the restaurant made you choose these foods. The owner, the servers, and even whoever you're with, they did not force you to make those choices and to consume things that make you feel ill. That was your choice. You could have chosen to get a salad or a grilled piece of fish and some vegetables. You have the choice. You have free will. And the same holds true with social media. Just like you, you choose what you consume in a restaurant and you have to take responsibility for that. And hey, if you don't like the restaurant, you just leave the restaurant, right? It's the same thing. With social media, you choose what you consume. And if you don't like it at all, well then guess what? You don't even have to be on social media. That's a choice. It's really all in your hands. And I know it's tempting to consume all of these things. But if you're really thinking of your well-being, then you have to make the choices that are best for you. For me, for example, yes, I do see a lot of beauty stuff on my feed. I mean, I am an esthetician, so I kind of keep up with the trends and I see beauty treatments and I see a lot of stuff that makeup artists are putting up there. I'm completely aware of all of the images that are very altered, a lot of unrealistic beauty expectations that are there. I see, again, because I am in the beauty industry and so I do follow a lot of people that are putting highly altered, very unrealistic images out there but I know that I know that they're very touched up I know that they're not real and because I'm in the beauty industry I myself see in my work the befores and afters I know that these things aren't real nobody's face is completely flawless and poreless and as wonderful as they seem on the internet also, they don't affect me in a negative way. I'm capable of seeing these things and being just fine. Also, that's not all that's in my feed. If that was all that was in my feed, I'm sure I probably would get sick of it and would not be able to handle it. It would be too, it would be too much for me. But apart from these images that are a part of the beauty industry that I see, everything else that I see is incredibly inspiring and moving and motivating. And I see a lot of quotes and inspirational stories. And I follow people like Mel Robbins and people that I look up to that are very inspiring, that are much more real. They're putting pictures of themselves without makeup sometimes. And it's not because they're they're not trying to do anything but be real. And that's 
that's part of life and that's part of being real. And I like that. I like seeing these images of people that are living their lives, that are trying to help others, that are trying to inspire others, and that is what's good for me. And apart from those sorts of things, I also follow pages that bring me joy and happiness. I follow a lot of pages that post funny memes, and I follow a ton of animal pages. So I'm constantly seeing puppies and rabbits and all kinds of cute little animals, and those are things that I follow, and that's what brings me some happiness and that is also what I think that you should do and I want to talk about that when we come back. Hi, this is Christian from Hunting for Exeter. You're listening to Flying Blind con Evita. Pongan atención porque lo que sigue va a estar bueno. Subscribe, like, love and follow us at Zwerk Media at Z-W-E-R-C Media. Did you get it? Good. When it comes to social media, I really think that you have to ask yourself, what do you really want to get out of social media? It's just like with anything else in life, you need to kind of question and ask, okay, like, what is my intention here? Now, if your intention is to feel good and to spread positivity, then you have to make the conscious effort to take the steps to do so. So that might be unfollowing toxic pages. Pages that post things that don't make you feel good for whatever reason. If it's the images that don't make you feel good, well then unfollow those people. If you are seeing a lot of negative posts, whether it's about the news, what's going on in the world, or whatever the case may be, unrealistic expectations of beauty, of body, too much fitness stuff sometimes could be a little bit toxic and make you not feel good. Whatever it is that's on your feed that you scroll to and if it gives you a feeling that's just not so great, unfollow that person. Or if it's family, maybe you don't want to unfollow them, but mute their posts so it doesn't show up on your timeline. Like I said, all of this is up to you. You have a choice. And you also have a choice in what you engage in. So if you contribute to a debate, guess what? You're going to probably get someone arguing back. If you respond to something that's negative or if you respond to something negatively, you will probably get pushback. So how you engage has a lot to do with it too. And just like they say, for every action, there's an opposite and equal reaction. And this holds true in social media as well. And also what you put on your own social media pages and in your stories is just as important. Do you want to be negative or positive? If you put out negativity, that's what you'll get back. If you put out positive material, then you will probably get mostly positive feedback. Of course, there are exceptions. You can be super positive and motivating and there might be a person that's just not so happy in life and they feel that they need to respond. It's up to you whether you engage or not. It's in your hands. What you consume on social media and what you contribute to social media has a ripple effect or maybe what some may call the domino effect. Social media affects how we feel and then what we project onto others. This is the ripple effect. You have to ask yourself, do you want to spread negativity or positivity? I would hope that you say positivity. And that's why I want to encourage you and empower you to consume good quality images and messages and engage and contribute in a positive way. The truth is, is that social media plays such a big part in our lives. It really does. And it's not just part of our personal lives anymore. It really, really has bled into pretty much all aspects of our life. Yes, it's a personal thing for a lot of people, but it's also part of our professional lives as 
as well. Businesses use social media now for marketing, for all kinds of stuff, pretty much any business out there, whether big, small, whatever. So it's such a huge part of our lives and it really does affect the quality of our daily lives. Social media, depending on what you are paying attention to and consuming, can affect our self-esteem. We see images and we compare ourselves a lot of times to these physical images or we see things out there, we see what people are doing and we think, oh, we should be doing that. And people look super happy and we say, oh, we should be that happy. Or we see somebody driving a certain car or living in a certain home and sometimes we might feel bad about ourselves because we're not in a place in our lives where we can have those things or do those things. So a lot of times social media causes us to compare ourselves, which we shouldn't do. And we can sometimes let our own self-worth be affected by the things that we see. And also by the opinions of others, because a lot of times the opinions of others are out there in the comments and in the likes and things like that. And we end up placing our worth on those external things. And a lot of times we get validation from those things. And that's not how it should be. We should not let our self-worth be affected by those things. But unfortunately, it happens. And when that happens, it affects our mood. And unfortunately, those moods then affect our interactions with others. In addition to this, a lot of times we will see or hear negative news about what's going on in the world. And yes, it's important to be informed, but there's such a thing as overconsumption of these things as well, I believe. And again, this affects our mood and it can really affect us in a negative way. Seeing so much ugliness in the world can really bring you down. And yes, there's ugliness in the world and there's injustice and we do feel a need for change and we do want to be people that contribute to that change. I think all of us sometimes don't know how to do that, but I really do believe that we all do want to stand up for injustice. But as much as there is ugliness in the world, there's so much beauty in the world as well. And I really think that even though we need to be informed, we need to really focus on the positive things and on the beautiful things. The more we focus on the positive and the beauty, the more we want to do positive things, right? When we see the ugliness and we see the horrible things that happen in the world, we get mad and we get angry and we have attitudes with other people a lot of the times. And it's just a negative ripple effect. We get mad, we get angry, and then our interactions with our loved ones are negative and then it affects their mood and then they go off and they have negative interactions with others. And it's just a really bad ripple effect. But we can have the same sort of ripple effect in a positive way. So when we see beautiful images of people doing good things and helping in fighting these injustices and helping individuals, or we see images of people doing kind things It moves us and it inspires us to do good as well. It puts us in a good mood. So then when we interact with our coworkers or our loved ones, we then are more positive and uplifting and then they go and they do the same thing with others. And that's why I think it's so important to focus on the positive things out there and the positive images and the positive uplifting messages and quotes and videos and things like that that are on the internet and on social media. And I truly do believe that it is in our nature as human beings to be kind and loving and positive and caring. And at some point, unfortunately, we learn otherwise. But I really think that it's time to get back to being positive and time to get back to being loving and uplifting. And people really don't see it this way. Some people do, but I think a lot of people don't yet. 
But it's like with anything in our lives, we have a choice to use something for positive or negative. And the same holds true with social media. It's actually a really powerful tool because we can reach so many people on a global level and we can use it to uplift each other and brighten our own moods too. Social media can be used as a space to inspire and empower or it can be a space to cause pain. And I really hope that you choose to use it to create a positive impact in the world. That's what I hope to do and I hope that's what you guys choose to do too. The choice really is yours. It's really in your hands what you consume and what you put out there and for every positive thing there's going to be a negative thing there's always going to be some negativity but it is our choice what we focus on and what we put out there so please make some good choices for yourself make some good choices for others and you can have a very positive impact Hey everybody, this is Panchito and Mike from the 5 for 5 podcast. And you're currently listening to Flying Blind with Evita. We hope you enjoy it. Subscribe, like, love, and follow us at Zwerk Media. At Z-W-E-R-C Media. Did you get it? Good. Before I leave you, I'd like to share a quote with you like I do on every single one of these podcasts. And I'm not sure who this quote is by. I found it on Zig Ziglar's page, but I don't believe it was from him. It just happens to be on his page. And this quote says, Your diet is not only what you eat. It's what you watch, what you listen to, what you read, the people you hang around. Be mindful of the things you put in your body, emotional, spiritually, and physical. I really hope that you take this quote to heart and really think about it and do some positive things in your life, including whatever it is that you are putting out there on social media. Choose the positivity and choose to be kind and be kind to yourself. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Flying Blind Podcast and taking the time to listen to me today. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Snapchat at Evita Carrasco. That's E-V-I-T-A-C-A-R-R-A-Z-C-O. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode and I hope that you join me on the next episode of Flying Blind Podcast. But until then, I hope that you enjoy your day and stay blessed and stay positive. Thank you.